The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, everybody. Let's go. The boys from Notebook Wagering are here tonight. We got the middle of October sports swoon right now. We're waiting for a guest tonight. We're not going to give it away who it is. We might have to reschedule, but we'll just uh, keep that on the shelf right now. We got college football. We have NFL, NBA starting tonight. The NHL is back. MLB playoffs right now. Dodgers and dire straits tonight might might be just about ousted with a little sliver of hope tonight we got smitty here and j cam myself what's going on boys not much trying to sweat out a hockey bet so just like you said all the games are back in action um there's always something to gamble on these days which is nice and i, I think the dodgers just need to spend more money in the offseason to be able to get out of this uh, round of the playoffs i think that'll help them out if they do that Good evening, boys. Nice to have you on. And yeah, a lot of action. There's a lot. If you like to bet, there's a lot of action out there. And um, I'm going to try to listen to your good advice. I did hit a couple winners in college football. NFL was it was my worst. Well, I went I mean, seven and seven overall. That's not horrible, but not what I was doing. So, uh, yeah, let's get after some college football tonight. Yeah, I'll uh, jump back on. Sorry, I've been on like a hiatus with some real life work. But I've actually heated up on college football the past two weekends. NFL's been winning the past two. Not, not anything great, but uh, solid. And then tonight, I took a little flyer on Red Sox-Astros. First inning over one and a half runs at a big plus 185. And that cashed already tonight to start the night out strong. All right, let's jump into, since we're waiting for our guests, let's jump into some college football. We got games starting on Thursday night. Uh, I know you guys are a big fan of this Thursday night game, so we'll we'll kick it off with a little Coastal Carolina, 14 in the country, heading to Appalachian State, 4-2. Uh, Coastal, 6-0. and oh. We have an over-under, 61.5, and App State's getting plus 5. That's, um, that's tomorrow night, Matt. Oh, tomorrow night? Even yeah, better. tomorrow night. Nice. little hump day action. All right, so I, I'm not going to touch this yet. Uh, these guys are trying to talk me into some – Happy state action, but Kaminsky, I'm going to give you the floor. I know you guys were looking at this game. Yeah, I mean, Coastal's just destroyed everybody so far, except for Buffalo. That was actually a little bit of a sweat of a game, so they've kind of rolled through their schedule. Um, I don't think they're quite as good as they were last year. They're not as talented on defense, and the stats kind of back that up. Uh, Appalachian State's played a really good schedule, if you look at it. Probably should have beat Miami in Miami. Um, really this laid an egg last week against Louisiana, kind of a game they needed for that conference, went down the Lafayette and just got destroyed. I mean, that was never a game at any point. Um, and I think that's kind of lost that, you know, kind of circle the wagons, kind of get things back aligned. So, you know, everyone seems to like Coastal in this game. There's no reason not to. I mean, if you look at the stats, they've really kind of played really well. And you see Appalachian State with that big loss last week. It's pretty easy to take the Chanticleers, but uh, I like the Mountaineers in this one. I think that um, better schedule, better team. And I just think that uh, I'm going to take the five points. I'm going to hope it maybe gets up a little higher. I think there's some value there. Yeah, I agree. I, I you know, really good numbers at home for Happy State. I think this is a team that, like Jason just said, came off a really bad performance. And I always like to see, I think good teams will rebound. And I think Happy State's a very good team. So, you know, being at home, Taking the points here uh, right now, scores and odds, uh, minus four for Coastal Carolina. Yeah, I, I like Appy State. I'll probably do a little ticket on Appy State again. I maybe even look to tease tease that up and maybe match it with somebody um, later in the week. Ah, still on your teasers, I see. It is a teaser oh, Tuesday. Always buddy. on my teasers. Teaser Tuesday. Teaser Tuesday, uh, everybody. <laughs> I'll just I'll just throw out one little game that I liked on the early slate Thursday night. Um, Tulane. One and five travels to SMU six and zero. SMU is up to number twenty one in the country. 
It's a pretty big over under at 70 and a half and SMU's laying 13 and a half. I actually like both ways here. I actually like the over at 70 and a half. And I actually like SMU to probably cover. I like that the hook's not there. I think they can cover the 14. Yeah, I mean, everybody just needs to put away Tulane from Oklahoma. That was a great day. They have their, their shine. Everybody got to see the great uniforms that Tulane always rolls out. But they've been kind of a train wreck since then. Um, and, you know, the, the offense is good. The defense is horrible. SMU is probably since he's biggest scare in the AAC. Um, so, yeah, I don't see SMU having much of a problem here at all with Tulane, especially getting him at home. Yeah, Tulane 5-1. Uh, and one. And the overs this year. So it is a big number. It's 70 right now what I'm staring at. But that's a team. Man, after that first week when Tulane went into and played Oklahoma and played really well, you know, good quarterback, good coach. I know the defense isn't very good, but I can't believe. I mean, there's one in five this year. What a uh, very disappointing um, team so far this year. I thought they were going to be a lot better. So, yeah, I, I – I kind of agree. I think SMU, and maybe this maybe this is the matchup, Matt, right here with the teaser, Appy State SMU. I kind of like it. Ooh, not bad. All right, let's uh, – I don't see too much good action. Uh, I mean, sure, you can find some action. There's actually a decent slate Friday with four games. But let's jump to the early game Saturday because we know we got some Penn State fans in the house even on this show. So let's go to Saturday, 12 noon kickoff. Illinois traveling up to Happy Valley. The Illini are two and five, kind of spinning their gears. Uh, number seven, Penn State, five and one. Vegas over under is 46 and a half. Penn State's laying 23 and a half. For me, this is a no play simply because we still do not know who the Penn State quarterback is. Um, Clifford, if he plays, this is something to look at. I doubt he does with Illinois coming into town. I know you guys are big on this game, so I'm going to once again turn the floor over to you too. We, yeah, I mean, I think you just look at this, and obviously they announced today that they're giving first team reps to both Roberson and Below um, at Penn State. So those are the backup two quarterbacks who are both really inexperienced guys. Below is a true freshman, um, so clearly they don't have an answer at quarterback, and it's probably not going to be Sean Clifford in the equation at all, at least this week. And I know they're going to probably try to skate by and get him as healthy as they can for the big game next week with Ohio State uh, at night in the horseshoe. So, you know, Illinois, you know, Bielema's playing Bielema ball. They're running the football. They've got a decent array of backs. Um, you know, they don't want Brandon Peters to actually be the guy or Sikowski, um to be the guy throwing the ball. Penn State's defense at times not been great against the run. They lost P.J. Mustafer against Iowa. He, he's out for the year. Um, Kennedy got dinged against Iowa. They're probably going to limit his snaps. I just look at this game as Penn State just wants to get the heck out of Dodge here with, like, nobody injured, and hopefully they can put up a good fight uh, against Ohio State on the 30th, which is a huge game at this point. Um, who knows what the weather will be like in Happy Valley. I think there's some rain in the forecast. I think 23 is just a lot considering the question marks they have at quarterback. And, you know, this isn't a team that's been able to string drives together this year. It's been a big play offense, uh, which has been kind of the case in Happy Valley for the last few years. So it kind of concerns me. I just don't see Roberson or Below having a lot of success to string them together first down. So Illinois will probably play smart and keep things in front of them. Uh, I think the talent will win out in the end, but I think 23 is too much. Yeah, the under's been really good with uh, Illinois this year. Um, you know, keep an eye on that. If you like playing those games, maybe tease it up a little bit. I think Illinois will try to make this a real ugly, just try to run the ball a little bit and slow this game down. Quarterback situation again, yeah, who, who do you have? Um, that's that's the big question mark. You know, maybe in the teaser king, and I always bet against Penn State, I'm taking Illinois up six more points and going to try to see if they can cover that. But yeah, I'm, I'm sad to say I actually really like that play. That should be. That should be a cover. I mean, Penn State has to win by 30 then. That's that's massive. Yeah, right, I guess the team, I think, too, with it, like I said, Illinois, I think they'll try to make it ugly. And, you know, Matt, just looking at that, you know, if you look at the over-under, it's 46 and a half. Yeah. So, you know, if you get Illinois up to 30, I mean, that's really like you're saying Illinois can't do anything. I mean, again, Penn State has a great defense. Now, Jason, you're the Penn State guy on the show. They lost one of their better defense players, correct? Yeah, in fact, uh, yeah, Mustafer's out for the year. 
Um, the other defensive tackle that dinged that game, I guess he's okay, but they're actually out three of the four starters they intended to, to bring into this year already. That's really going to kill them against Ohio State. But, uh, yeah, you, you're playing second-team guys, and it was already an inexperienced unit coming into the season. So it's not a great recipe here. And then Penn State, two and four to the under as well. Illinois, one and six to the under this year. This, this is really looking like an under kind of game. Great stuff. All right, let's keep rolling on. Uh, a game I have my eye on, I'm sure a lot of people do not. But it's a topic we wanted to touch on with our guests, so we might dabble a little bit here. So we have number three, Oklahoma, 7-0, and going to Lawrence, Kansas, to face the Jayhawks, 1-5. and Now, this is a massive spread. Oklahoma's laying 38-and-a-half over under 67-and-a-half. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is has Oklahoma – and the quarterback whisperer, Lincoln Riley, come on to his new prospect of Caleb Williams and going to lead them to the college football Final Four. I mean, he's replaced Spencer Rattler, basically, who was the beginning of the year Heisman favorite. Now he's not even on the betting board, practically. I think I saw him at maybe 1,000 to 1 when I was at the gym tonight looking. Um, I actually think, so our, our crew here, we talk a lot off camera, text and whatnot. So people are thinking if Caleb Williams goes off this weekend, say he drops a six touchdown game on the Jayhawks, does he actually get into the Heisman race? I know you guys have thoughts on this. So let's just touch a little briefly because we're probably not going to bet this game unless you are really an addict and you love a huge spread. So go ahead, Jay Cam. I do have a huge spread, but uh, Jayhawks will go too far under. I I like their coach, but I just don't think they have the artillery there though. You could see Williams come back to earth a little bit this week. So I'll kind of segue back into it. Um, kind of, you know, a little less profile game. TCU is a pretty big game after Texas uh, in that conference. TCU is a worthy opponent. They haven't had the greatest year, but, you know, they can beat anyone. And they put up a bunch of yards on Oklahoma, which is going to be their bugaboo uh, when it comes to playoff time because they're just giving up way too much yardage to teams that are okay on offense. Um, I just don't think you can do it. I mean, I just – you know, there's guys with full resumes. I think they kind of need to repurpose what this award's about because, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to go to a playoff eligible team, right? It can go to a good team that's had a good season. And I think all of college football's lost perspective on that. You know, nine and three is not a bad year. Ten and two is not a bad year. Just because you don't get to the playoff doesn't mean it was like a, a lack of success there. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a shame to give it to him over a kid like the uh, running back from uh, Walker from Michigan State. Or even the quarterback from Virginia, Armstrong, who's been playing lights out and basically carrying that team, which is what you want the Heisman guy to kind of look like, right? I don't know if those two have any chance. Um, it's probably going to be Bryce Young. But like I said, I, you can't give it to a guy for like two games worth of work so far. And plus, you know, he may play himself out of it as we see more of him. He is a true freshman. People have seen film now. They'll figure it out. I know they, they brought this up on Daily Wager tonight. I know Doug Kazarian uh, jumped on it uh, this morning. He said at 40 to one, he's taking a chance with this. You know, the bear went into this. If he can get him like to like win seven in a row, maybe get this. Why? I mean, why not? I mean, if throw a little pizza money on it, it might be a fun watch. You know, he's putting up good numbers right now. I think he's 40 out of, I think I have 59 down 609 yards, six touchdowns so far came off a uh, 295, four touchdowns. Uh, 66 yards rushing touchdown last week too. So, I mean, he's putting the numbers up shocking to me. If you look at Rattler, you know what? So I looked, I dove into this a little bit tonight. Rattler, again, I watched some of Oklahoma cause I have a ticket on them to win the national championship. So watched a little bit. I wasn't very impressed with him, but man, oh man. I mean, he was, his completion percentage, I think it was at 74%, but he was only 10 touchdowns, five picks for the season. Just it did seem it just didn't seem like the offense was clicking under him. Where this kid now, no way. So I agree with what Jason said. I think Jason made a really good point there at the end again. Like you know, he's played a couple games. Let's see what happens. I mean, it's a good flyer. I think it's a good flyer. I don't know if it's going to happen, but uh, you know, if the kid continues and takes Oklahoma to the promised land, maybe. Yeah, the one thing I've noticed, especially as much gambling shows that I watch and listen to is that these guys love futures bets because they love the prices attached to the futures bets. And, uh, you know, somebody was talking today that did, I think it was uh, Colin Wilson on the Action Network. He took NC State to win a national championship at like 100 to 1. 
NC State has no chance of winning a national title. There's just no way like they're going to get there. You know, it's like the Pittsburgh Pirates are 250 to one to win the World Series every year. You don't see people running out to bet that. It's oh, it's great value. Yeah, they're going to win 60 games. Like, well, it, you know, some of there has to be some reality at some point. I think this kid's great. Obviously, he's a true freshman. Go beat Texas the way he did is fantastic. But like I said, it's more film that people get on him, the more they're going to figure out what he can't do. And someone like Oklahoma State will, will embarrass him, and that Heisman train will get derailed right there. Great segue on uh, these futures, because uh, the next game that I want to cover, we have Wake Forest 6-0, number 16 in the country, playing against Army 4-2 and and the stingy Army D. Now, I have a futures ticket on Wake Forest, and if they win this weekend, I can already cash that one. And side note, I also have a ticket on NC State to win over six games, and that one's getting close as well. So off to a solid start, although Michigan State has already burned my under ticket. So back to Wake. Um, this is a team, This uh, our notebook wagering crew actually loved at the beginning of the year on our conference breakdowns. And they're still playing at a really high level. They've been under the radar because they haven't had really good matchups for us to break down. I think this is an interesting matchup because Army's going to try to deflate their offense with the triple run option that they got going on. The army does have a really good D it's on the road over under 52 and a half and army's catching three points. I actually think that number is just too low. I think wake covers. I think this is an ugly game, like, like a 30 to 20 kind of game, but I think, I think wake can cover again and get to that seven and O mark and start to gain a little traction here into the uh, college football playoff push. It's funny because Wake's actually been hard to bet because we were so high on them and we did our homework. And I really do think that no one really has caught on to like how good this football team is. So when you see the lines each week, they're kind of smaller than you expect. And it's actually kind of scary. You're like, what don't I know? Like who's hurt? What haven't they seen? So I would love Army in this spot if they were coming off playing like Delaware or uh, like a smaller FBS school playing. You know what I mean? But they played Wisconsin last week. And these guys are undersized, and Wisconsin is always big and physical. So I got a feeling there's a little Wisconsin flu lingering uh, with Army. So I think this is a really tough ask for them to kind of beat Wake this week. So, yeah, I agree. The line's too low. Um, I respect everything Army does. Wake's run defense is not top caliber at all. They show that against Syracuse. They gave up a ton of rushing yards. And Syracuse is very Army-esque in the way they run the football these days. But I just think that Army just doesn't have enough this week. Uh, maybe, I might be surprised, but I think they're going to be too beat up from the Wisconsin game to be able to take down Wake's offense. Yeah, it's so funny you said that, Jason, because <clears throat> I went into – I'm looking at the box score of the Wake-Syracuse game, and Syracuse, one guy had 29 carries, 178 yards against Wake, and another guy had 26 carries, 153 yards. So Wake – really doesn't stop the run very well. Cause I think the previous game, they didn't do a very good job stopping the run too. So that's a positive for army there. You know, I think, I think this is a tricky spot. It's at what the West point um, under has been good in this, in this series when they've played, you know, could you tease this up? Because again, army, you know what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to really control the ball and really control the clock and maybe wake, not get as many possessions as they won in this game. So if you take that up a little bit, can this be, you know, I think the game last week was Wisconsin. Now was wake forest has a lot better offense than Wisconsin does, but I think it was like 20 to 34. So, you know, this, this is a tricky one. I, I, I think what I would do here, I would tease the points up get up to about, I think we're, what are we looking at? 52? 52 and a half. Yeah. 52 and a half. Yeah. I'd probably take this up six points and take the under. So I'm just going to do a little contrarian real quick. So you brought up how many yards uh, Wake gave up against Syracuse and that's fine. They still won the game by three in Syracuse. I think that's a little tougher atmosphere, a little better talent than army maybe. So, I don't see why they, again, can't cover three points. And if you're worried about a hook, just take a little, little less money and get it at two and a half. But I, I really like Wake this week. You can get three right now. So it, that's definitely the hook's not going to be in play. But, yeah, no, I, it's it's definitely a tricky spot for Wake. And this is – they have Duke next, and then they go through the meat grinder of their schedule, as we talked about, where the first begin first two-thirds are pretty easy. And then they kind of go through the whole – all the tough guys in the ACC, if there are any this year, at the end. 
All right, another perfect segue, too. You guys brought up Wisconsin. So let's hit uh, Saturday game, 3 p.m. Wisconsin coming in at 3-3, three and three, going to J. Cam's favorite team, the Purdue Boilermakers, number 25 in the country, 4-2, and two, starting to gain a little steam nationwide. Uh, we have a really low over-under of 40, and Purdue is getting three points at home. Um, I'm going to look at this game. I'm not going to touch it yet. I think this line's going to move, and hopefully we have a big Wisconsin backing, and maybe we can get Purdue at a couple more points at home. I'd love to see that. But I, I love your call of Purdue winning the West of the Big Ten. That's on track. Wisconsin, to me, might be the worst or the biggest letdown team of the year in college football, in my opinion. They were picked to win 10-plus games. I think their over-under was 10. They've been a huge disappointment. The quarterback's been a huge letdown. I not, I don't have a play on this yet, but if I do, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab Purdue plus the points. Yeah, I think the biggest thing you know, if you so I think we're gonna talk about Pitt and uh, Clemson too. And Pitt and Purdue are kind of the same boat this week, where these schools are in how you know them, right? Uh, I heard a, a fact this week that Purdue has beaten the number one or number two team in the nation nine times in their history, which is double any other school. Uh, has ever done and this this is the spoiler makers this is what they do right you don't expect it to come out of nowhere and they knock you off um ohio state got a taste a couple years ago i think it was four years ago iowa got their just desserts uh last weekend after some stuff that kind of made me a little irritated but anyway produce a good run defense um so you know they're kind of all set up they can handle wisconsin and they, they don't run the football so that's the strength of the wisconsin defense as well penn state had success against wisconsin throwing the ball downfield David Bell is a better receiver than anybody at Penn State has. I know Johan Dotson's really good, but David Bell was better than him. Um, so they can win this game. I, I'm, I'm shocked they're an underdog. I thought this would be a pick them at best, um, but it scares me that they're an underdog because I can't really see anybody back in Wisconsin in this game, especially with their quarterback. Graham Mertz has not shown up this year. Um, you know, I think they scored 20 points last week against Army, and it, a lot of it was late. Um yeah, I like the Boilermakers, the money line. I just, I think they're a better football team. It's just hard to convince people. I think this is a lot like Wake Forest, where people just don't know how good this team is. Yeah, there's two, there's two lines this week that when you saw it, you kind of were like, hmm, like weird. And I didn't see the line. So when I looked tonight and I saw who was favoring this game, I'm like, why? Like, I, I don't know. Like, and this is in Purdue. I'm just shocked. Yeah. That, I'm really shocked at this lines. And, you know, Matt said it, I, Matt, we were both were on Wisconsin. We both, if you listen to our big 10 show, I mean, I had him winning the side. I had him maybe even going to the, I think I said maybe even the final four. So somebody had him winning. Somebody had him winning. <laughs> I, 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 I might've had him or that was Matt in the final four. We'd have to I go back. It, hey, it was, I'm going to take my name off the slate. I didn't do the big 10 show. I only gave you guys my picks, but I was high on Wisconsin. Okay. We'll blame Q's and he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, listen, I know I was high. So I just, this team, yeah. You know, when I, I jotted down a couple teams, just biggest disappointment in my opinion this year. And I mean, they were very high. I'm shocked how bad uh, their offense has been and, you know, quarterback play has been bad. They just dismissed one of their running backs. So, I mean, it's been a train wreck. I'm shocked in this one, you know, the under has been the play for the Purdue Purdue. I, I don't think, I think they, I think on the over their Owen six this year in games this year. So if you want to look at that, could this be an ugly one? Absolutely. It could be an ugly one right now. It's in at 40. You know, if you want to tease it up a little bit, try tease it up and take the under. I agree, man. If I'm going to take it straight or even take a team, and man, I'd do a teaser. I'd tease Purdue. I'd tease the points up, take the under, and I'd probably in another play maybe tease up Purdue. I think Purdue wins this game outright, though. Do a little money line on Purdue. Awesome. Love it. All right. I got a question for you guys. Where were you guys? How old were you guys seven years ago? Uh, too old, still. <laughs> still too old. Still too old. Well, the only reason I bring up a seven-year number is we're going to talk about the Clemson Tigers, and the last time Clemson was unranked was seven years ago. They are going to – they're coming to the Steel City this weekend. Big game for the Pitt Panthers who we just brought up, another team flying under the radar. So we have a Saturday kickoff, 3.30, big game on ESPN. Clemson 4-2. and two. Coming to Pitt, five and one, number twenty-three in the country. Over under forty-eight, minus three. 
Pitts laying the points. All right. So we're at the beginning of the year, we were all waiting for DJ Ua Angalele to just explode this year. Hasn't happened. Clemson has really regressed and everybody's kind of shocked. And now we hear Dabo rumors to here and Dabo rumors to this. And this pit team with fifth year, which seems like eight year Kenny Pickett is playing <laughs> fantastic right now. I hate to say it. You guys were right about Pitt. You guys, I know a couple, I believe it was you two actually took the pit over win total this year. And I was not on that train. I wasn't against that train, but I was not on it. I have no play on this yet, and I'm probably not going to touch it just because of Pitt's history at home. We actually called their only loss of the year against Western Michigan. So I'm going to let you two preach on. So I'm going to start this with – I know we have some Pitt listeners to this podcast, and it's time, all right? You guys make excuses all the time not to go to games. Well, this is the time to go to the game. This team is in the driver's seat in the ACC. You have a dark horse Heisman candidate at quarterback. You have Clemson coming to Heinz Field as an underdog. This is it. Like, this is time for everybody to show up and start doing all the stuff you said you were going to do when they were good. Because guess what? They're good. They're going to go over their win total. They have a legitimate shot at playing in a, a New Year's Six game. So show up. So anyway, terrified of this Dallas, game. Preach, brother. <laughs> preach. <laughs> I'm terrified of this game because Clemson kind of showed a little bit of signs of life. Lele actually played decent last week, last game against Syracuse. And Clemson is still super talented. This may be the wake-up call for them. But everybody's been waiting for the wake-up call. But I think the underdog status, the last time Clemson was an underdog in the ACC, Lamar Jackson was the opposing quarterback. So it's been a while. Um, I, I, it terrifies me. Like, I don't have the confidence in Pitt that I do in Purdue. I should because I think they're actually a little more balanced than uh, Purdue is in that game. I think the opponent's a little bit better here, though. Um, Dallas got to circle the wagons here because, you know, they, they still technically have a shot to get into stuff, but they just have played terribly. They can't score. The defense is good. So I think that's what's going to keep them in this ball ballgame. Um, Probably won't play it, but if I was going to play it, I probably would take the points in or the money line with Clemson. I just feel like that this environment may be enough to wake them up or kind of shock them because the defense can keep them in the game. And maybe the quarterback can remember that he's a five-star. So, No, it was both. Jason and myself, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting on it. I have him at over seven. So, And if you go back to that show, Jason called it just perfectly when he said we were mapping it out. And then he said they get Western Michigan at home. And he's like, you can just tell they're going to drop it. And guess what? That happened in real. I mean, the crystal ball of Jason, man, talking about Purdue went in the West, talking in the Big Ten, talking about Pitt losing to Western Michigan. Oh, my goodness. It's like we have a witch on the show. I love it. So I like what the little rant there Jason did was great because that is so true. You got a team that's ranked 23rd in the country. They're five and one. Like, like Matt's, you know, good quarterback seems like he's been there forever, but I love the quarterback wears gloves and stuff. I just love it. Like he just, the team and they score. This isn't a team that's real boring that scores like maybe 18 points or something and wins like 18, six, like a JV Monday night football game. This is a team that throws 40, 50 on the board. Defense can't stop anybody either. It's exciting. It's like a video game, man. If you're going to go and you're going to be a pit fan, Go to the game. I know it's not the greatest college atmosphere. I mean, my sister went there. I had a lot of friends that have gone there. And, I mean, they probably didn't go to the game. I don't know if they did or not. Probably not. Um, but, man, this is the week. I, You know, this, like I said, Clemson, four and two. But, man, disappointed, four and two. No offense, very boring. Quarterback hasn't taken off, like Matt said. Defense is good. Could they – this would be the week they're going to wake up and score some points, I think. But, man, can they stop? I hope Pitt wins. I, at minus three, I'm probably just going to sit and hopefully they win and I can get a little closer to that uh, over um, for the season. That's my opinion. Go Pitt. Great stuff. Great, stuff. Great rant. Love that we needed that right in the middle of the show. So I'll just drop one, one quick nugget. So Smitty brought up, brought up a great point. If you want to look the over here, uh, Pitt's totals this year, 51, 41, 41, 77, 52, 28. I mean, if, if you just get 28 out of these guys and you get a battle with Clemson and they drop 27, a one point win, bam, winner. All right, let's roll. Let's keep rolling. Uh, you know what? I love that in a teaser and take the points down six more and take the over. 
Hey, there you go. Knowledge I, I like, the- I'm marking that down. I think I'm playing that. I, knowledge, I think- knowledge from the teaser king. I like it. All right. Another Saturday mid-afternoon game, 3.30. This one I am invested on. So we talked a lot off uh, camera and sound here about this. So we have LSU 4-3 and three, traveling to Ole Miss 5-1, and one, number 12 in the country, over under 76. And we talked about this earlier today, and the line was uh, LSU getting 10. It's already down to LSU getting 9. I grabbed it this afternoon in between a little work break and grabbed the double digits for LSU. I think this is going to drop uh, the Matt Coral. Injury train is riding around. Is he hurt? Is he out? Is he in? Is he good to go? We don't know yet. LSU seemed to find a little something last week. They played amazingly well against Florida. Maybe the Eddie Orgeron uh, final goodbye train picks up some steam and these kids went out for him. I mean, I'm sure they actually like the guy. He might not be the best X of the nose coach, but he can hype up some stuff. Personal problems are his biggest issue. But like I said, I grab this at plus 10. I'm excited for this game on Saturday. Yeah, no, I watched the Florida game, and uh, that was a completely different LSU team. That was a team I expected to show up at Kentucky when I uh, took LSU uh, getting points up there because I thought they matched up well. Kentucky was kind of a one-dimensional football team. Um, yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see. That, you know, they got a bunch of guys have already kind of quit on them, right? So I think you got guys playing who want to play. And they want to put out good tape for whoever the next coach is. They know it's going to be a high-profile guy. They know that even maybe it's not going to be at LSU next year where they're playing. Maybe it's somewhere else. But they can't afford to look bad because it'll basically determine where they're going to end up. Um, you know, Orgeron is an interim coach. People have talked about it. He has a fantastic record. <laughs> like, he was 8-3, and three, I think, at, uh, at USC in the interim the year uh, uh, Kiffin got fired. Um he loves Louisiana. He loves LSU. He's clearly decided to step aside. I can totally see him firing these guys up and just throwing like, you know, everything they've got, take it, take it on hell with a squirt gun uh, just to get them fired up for the year because he's got really nothing to lose at this point. Ole Miss, you know, Coral's dinged up and they've played a hell of a schedule so far the last couple of weeks. And, the, you know, they have good dudes, but they don't have as many good dudes as LSU does. So the depth might kind of wear through here. So I like the 10 a lot. I mean, if you're feeling really funky, I think you can, even go a little bit out sprinkle some on the money line because it's going to be healthy but i think there's no way Ole miss pulls away from 10 points here lsu can score some points uh they found a running game in the last two weeks i think it's going to help them out a lot so i think that was great grabbing 10 today i did the same thing uh nine's good enough too for me yeah i mean the boys talked about this game a lot today and you know the question mark is old miss QB going to play. I mean, some shows you listen to some people and they're saying, listen, he's right up there for the Heisman. He's going to get on the field. We'll see. I mean, that's, it's an interesting thing. Even if he does play maybe one good hit and he's limping off and he's not playing. So 10, I, I might have to jump in and take, you know, I like, I, I'll probably do a teaser because I like teasers. Take it up six more too. If you like a teaser play, man, take it up a lot of points over under 76 and a half. It's going to be a lot of points. Get it up to 16 uh, LSU. I agree with what the guy said. I think LSU, they're going to be fired up. They're going to keep playing hard. This game's going to be closer. Old Miss can't stop anybody. So, um, and if the QB is a little banged up here, uh, it's worth a shot. Go LSU. Man, I was really down on this this weekend slate until we dug into this with you guys. I'm loving this. So the 3:30 slate is really, really action packed. So here's a here's my biggest head scratcher of the week game. Number eight, Oklahoma State, off a huge win to knock off Texas, comes in at six and zero, number eight in the country, goes to Ames, Iowa, play the Cyclones, four and two, over under 47. Iowa State is giving seven points now. We were scratching our heads earlier, like, why is this line like this? I, I don't really know why this line is like this. And I actually think this is another uh, Campbell stumble game, in my opinion. I actually think Oklahoma State is going to win this game outright. I, I think this is going to be low scoring. Both these teams actually do have surprisingly good defenses. Brock Purdy's probably uh, on the same keel with Spencer Sanders, at quarterback. Iowa State has that nice tight end. I don't know enough about Oklahoma State yet on paper i I mean we've seen them that last week against texas and they look good they squeaked it out but i'm probably gonna take this is probably gonna be my money line play of the day give me oklahoma state number eight in the country money line well obviously you're not factoring for the fact that it is no longer september 
it is Brocktober. <laughs> and it, Brock Purdy plays his best football in October, and you're going to Ames. No, I, I think it's really just more of – I guess people saw enough against Oklahoma State last week to realize they kind of uh, had some good fortune in the second half because the first half against Texas, Texas had the game under control and just kind of all slipped away again for second week in a row. Um, yeah, it's, it's even funnier when you look head-to-head. Oklahoma State has won four of the last five of these uh, straight up. Um, and no one's really done that against the Iowa State uh, in the last couple of years here. So, um, Jason, yeah. I have down. Can I just jump in really quick? Absolutely. You said that. I have it down. I saw off a site the last nine Oklahoma State in this series is eight and one. Make it nine. Make it nine. <laughs> <laughs> so it is interesting, but at, but at the same time, I mean, Oklahoma State is a little limited offensively. Iowa State's defense is good. Iowa State might be circling the wagons. That's really all you can say. But seven seems like a lot. But, but I mean, from what I can see, the betting action is on the Cowboys with the touchdown. Um, so you got a big public dog, which I hate. So I'm staying away from this, but it'll be really interesting to see because this is Iowa State's comeback, I guess, right? If they win this game, all of a sudden they've come back from the dead and they're back in the discussion in the Big 12. Yeah, this was another team, you know, I put down as a disappointing team and they're four and two. And you might say, why, Smitty, why are you saying that? Well, it's just this team, when do they win big games? And, you know, Matt Campbell's always one that like, oh, his name is going to go to every job. Well, you know, again, he's doing an unbelievable job. I mean, Iowa State is Iowa State. I mean, come on now. That's hard to get kids out to Iowa State. And um, but this was the team at the beginning. You look and you have the super, you know, you have the really good quarterback. You got the superstar running back. You got a real good tight end, good defense. I thought this team was going to be, you know, they, they it seemed like they always struggle in that opener. And they did again this year, I think, against Northern Iowa. Now they lost to Iowa, which again, Iowa, good team. I mean, very good team, good defense and everything. I don't know. This, this was Matt. This was the other one. This was the head scratcher for me, like with the Wisconsin game. Like I was shocked that it was this line, but I'll tell you what, I'm doing a teaser play and I already have it marked down. I'm going to play this. I'm taking Iowa state down. They're very good at home. Very tough at home. Give me Iowa state minus one in a teaser and I'll find somebody to match them up with. Hey, no problem. And I hear some people crying right now. So, yes, we will talk a little Pac-12. Okay. All right. Let's go to another 330 game. Oregon Ducks, uh, number 10 in the country, 5-1. and one, Going against a, a sneaky UCLA team putting together a little bit of a string here. They're 5-2. and two, Over under 59.5, and, and UCLA is laying two. Tricky game. Uh, UCLA pulled off a nice win last week. Oregon has really come back to earth after the huge Ohio State upset, and Crystal Ball's just being Crystal Ball, in my opinion. They don't seem uh, they're they're a little lost without the running back. I, this is games a no play for me. I if I actually look at this, I'm probably going to look at the over just because I think UCLA is going to dump 35 on here, but I think Oregon will probably hang with them. I don't know who's going to win. I, I, I think this is just going to be high scoring. If I look at this game, I'm going to take the over 59 and a half. Yeah, whoever's crying for uh, Pac-12 picks, uh, they can feel free to come on the show and tell us who to pick because this has to be by far the hardest league to figure out of all these games. Like, you think Arizona State's good one week, and then you go to Utah and they get destroyed. And then you have UCLA goes down and gets beat by Arizona State, right? This is like a huge round robin of losses. So, like – that's what we're going to talk about them. You can't get any edge on them, but uh, this game, Oregon has the better guys, but in UCLA, I don't know if I trust our quarterback. I trust him more at home though. So I do think UCLA can win this. Um, I think Chip Kelly is going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. That's a bad pun, but obviously he's uh, playing the ducks because I mean, you know, you want to get the team that you left. There's no doubt about it. UCLA has enough. I think that the blitzes and everything that they do on defense can give Oregon some issues, especially with the running back missing. Um, yeah, I expect another one-score game that'll be uh, really entertaining. I wish it was on 10:30 night instead of 3:30, so I could watch it. Yeah, I, I this is the Pac-12. I mean, you guys said it. I mean, it's hard. It's a hard. <laughs> I mean, what was that like? You said the Utah or the Arizona State. They were they were up by about. 14 or something. I had Utah in that, I think in a teaser. So I'm glad yeah. that worked out, but I had Washington against at home against UCLA and Washington just 
another disappointing team this year. I could throw on my board here. Very yeah, I, so I go two ways here. I, I agree. I think I would go with UCLA if I'm going to take a, a team in this. I would take UCLA minus the two and a half. But I really like what Matt said and take the over in this. Um, looking at scores and odds right now, it's climbed a little bit from 57 and a half. It's jumped up to 59 on scores and odds. It's at 60 right now. I like the climb here a little bit. I think this is a high scoring game. I think it will go a little crazy here. Um, I take the over in this. And again, if you're a teaser player, I would take it down six points and take the over. Hey, I'm just going to give myself one pat on the back for the Pac-12. I actually have a ticket on Utah to win the Pac-12. And that big win last weekend has me in the driver's seat for at least <laughs> at least the South Division. So I might get a play here in the uh, Even that, conference that title game. ticket looked worthless like three weeks ago. It was like, oh, my God, how did I like that team? And now you're like, oh, yeah, they look, they're by far the best team. They, like, they went to USC, destroyed them, and then he destroyed Arizona State. It's like, what the heck is this league? This is impossible. Yeah. Yeah, and, the you had the court, and you had the quarterback that everybody thought was going to yeah. be fantastic leave the team. Yeah, Charlie Charlie Brewer uh, all of a sudden just ups and goes, and now this kid that they penciled in, I got to actually look his name up. Uh, Cameron Rising has been playing unreal, so who knows? Maybe they found a little something. A ticket, at least for me, is live. Uh, I was hoping what what derailed me earlier, Jason. You you crushed it. Uh, the BYU loss to me was really really surprising by them yeah, early in the year, especially because they own that holy war, but. Man, I was so I was off Utah. Now I'm back on it. Well, even there, BYU, who we we talked about on the podcast, they're playing five Pac-12 teams this year, right? They've jumped yeah. in with the, they've jumped in with those guys. They were going to the Rose Bowl as the Pac-12 representative. They they beat everybody to Pac-12, but now they can't beat anybody. So it's yeah, ridiculous. Too hard. You, you know what? The best thing to do late on a Saturday, boys, watch Cinemax. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're coming up to those games. <laughs> All right, let's jump down the slate a little further. Let's go to a 7 o'clock game. We'll go back to the SEC. Uh, Tennessee Volunteers, 4-3, and three, travel to Tuscaloosa to play number four, Alabama, 6-1. and one, Over under 67, Bama's laying 25. Uh, call me crazy. I had Bama last week to cover 17. Easy winner there. I actually uh, – I don't have a bet on it yet. I'm hoping this comes down a little bit. I hope Tennessee gets a little action on their side. I'd like to see Bama down around 23. If I can get anything near that, I'll actually lay the points with Bama. I think it's time for them to actually start steamrolling people so they're relevant when they get to the SEC championship game. Yeah, I mean, I think that was good. Uh, get things back on uh, track. Win over uh, Mississippi State last weekend. I know the, the score is kind of misleading based on the yardage, but – um, you know, going to Starkville is never easy, especially after coming off a bad loss uh, at AM. And uh, they clearly got right, winning 49 to nine. Um, Seven o'clock in Tuscaloosa. This is where Bama like destroys people. So I'm a little nervous about laying those points. But um, I think Tennessee's actually, you know, that, that was a good hire. Um, we're getting hype away from UCF. He looks like he's, if they're patient enough to let that guy actually build something, it seems like they already think they're there. Uh, he needs a couple of recruiting classes before they can go up against the big boys. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, they can definitely backdoor this. I don't think this BM defense is that good, and uh, Tennessee offense has been potent at times. So they showed a, they showed they were worth something last week against Ole Miss. So I think they can definitely cover the backdoor here. Well, one of my winners last week, I, I did a teaser, and I matched Alabama and I matched uh, Cincinnati up, and it just was a winner because I mean, again, I think Bama, Bama says we're going to blow people out now, which I mean, they usually do anyway, but I think they're really going to do it now. So who's quarterback in Tennessee? Because that's the question. That's a good question. That's if you bring question. Joe, if Joe Milton, and again, listen, I made fun last year. We did, you know, we talked about this in Q. I said, when Joe Milton was at Michigan, I was like, man, this guy, big guy, big arm can run, maybe keep an eye on I'm sorry, Joe Milton's quarterback, and they're going to get steamrolled. Now, the other kid, the kid that I think was out of Virginia Tech that transferred in there, um, has played really well. But I think he's a little uh, nicked up. So uh, that's the question, because I even heard some people say, if he can't go and it's Joe Milton, they should just go to the next guy. So Josh Heupel said today that um, Hendon Hooker, uh, the quarterback you're referring to, the Virginia Tech transfer, who's definitely been the better of the two, um, he's day to day, so he's gonna be a probably game time decision on Saturday. So that does that does put a little shade on that. Um, Milton clearly has not looked 
capable at all when he's played. Well, so. Did you see uh, the end of that game? I mean, it was the last play of the game, and he ran and he ran out of bounds with no time on the clock. What are you doing? You have to score a touchdown. He just ran out of bounds. I mean, it's absolutely. Just, I, I think this is a blowout, and I think this is another, you know, look for a first-half play with Bama. They they cover those all the time. I love taking Bama down six more points and matching them. And I like, you know, I like Tennessee. I Like Jason said, I think a pretty good coach. Got to be patient a little bit, people. Slow down. You're not there yet, but you're better than I thought you were going to be. They've been playing Absolutely. well. They've been playing well. So, But Bama, Bama steamrolls them this weekend. Yeah, you made a great point. Jason. Um, so they obviously have shown, well, Hypel shown that they can play offense, which everybody wants to do right now, but that alone may bring in some defensive recruits, but just because they're going to get the, the pub now. And I think that's what they, they really need. They need, they need a couple of huge defensive recruits. And then I think Hypel has a little something to work with there and he can get back into that upper echelon. I hate to say it because I am not a Tennessee fan. Sorry balls, but you can piss right off. <laughs> all right let's go 7 30 slate um i i here's a, my second head scratcher of the day for me uh number 18 nc state five and one traveling down to the u two and four miami one of our favorite coaches to talk about is the guy at miami uh i know somebody on this show tonight is not a fan me included so Oakland, or, uh, NC State is laying three over under 51 and a half. I, I'm going to lay the points, and I'm just going to be done with it right there, make this a quick quick game. Minus three, NC State. It's 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 too easy. That's what's scary about this one. Like, this line should be more. It should be like six, I would think, uh, based on what I've seen in the two teams. All the actions on NC State, why is it only three? little nerve-wracking there. I just don't know. You know, is this where NC State just stubs their toe? They kind of put up a performance like they did against Mississippi State and Starkville where uh, they just don't show up because um, I don't see a lot from Miami. The, the quarterback's okay, but they just, you know, there's, th- this is a kind of program when they start off slow like this, they go the wrong direction. Like, they don't rally at all. Um, usually they just go separate ways, and I'm sure they're already trying to figure out who's going to pay for Diaz's buyout. Um so, yeah, I, I was a stay away only because, like I said, it seems like all the action is on the Wolfpack and they're only laying three, and it which sort of seems like it should be more like closer to a touchdown. Yeah, I agree. This is a scary line because this Miami team, I've been saying it, just not a very good football team. They're two and four. You look who's coming. You know, you got NC State coming in, and I think they go up to Pitt next week. So you are you might be staring at a two and six spot right here. So, yeah, I, I man, Matt said it. It's a weird line. I mean, I opened it minus two. It's jumped up to it's up to three and a half now. I think it should be higher than this. I'll probably stay away and just kind of see what happens here. But yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit of that NC State when they went into Mississippi State and they just they did not look good at all. And then they come back and they've been playing really well. It's a weird game. Got to get Manny Diaz out of there. He is not the coach for you. Get him out. And there you are trying to probably figure out who they're going to bring in and how to get him out. Um Stay away, but again, if you said Smitty, you got to play it, man. I'm taking NC State. Yeah, the only thing I can think, I only thing I can think of is that people are putting stock in uh, Miami's performance against North Carolina because they actually outgained them, and that was a pretty good ball game. And uh, NC State on the road two weeks in a row. I get that's that's all I can think that it would be that low. Add, add North Carolina to that list of under. Yeah, you know, I was just gonna say that, Matt. You beat me too. That's another team that I, you know, if you're gonna throw it on. You know, the list of who's really disappointed. I mean, geez, wheeze, that team. It's just, again, you know, can score some points, can't stop anybody. And it's just the same story, it seems like. Yeah. I got three main criminals on my underachiever list. Wisconsin, Washington, North Carolina. Frauds this year. Yeah. All right. 730. Another, uh, let's go to the Big Ten. Uh, Number five, Ohio State, five and one. Goes to South Bend or uh, Indiana, Bloomington, two and four Hoosiers over under 60. And Indiana's catching 20 points here against the Buckeyes. I'm not going to touch this. Um, every week it's the quarterback carousel with the Hoosiers. Um, it's about time the Buckeyes just start steamrolling people. I think, along with what Smitty, Smitty said with Alabama, look, look the first half line, look for the Buckeyes to cover the first half line, whatever it is here. I would assume it's probably 10 or 11. That'd be my only play on this game. I, otherwise, I'm not going to even touch it. 
I think they're going to cover the first half, second half, any half. I use this out of bodies. Like they got, they've been so beaten up this year that that, that schedule was just, just too hard for them at the beginning. They're just not deep enough to cover uh, the play that level competition all the time. Um, Cause you see the fight still like they, you know, they basically had the Michigan state beat last weekend, three trips inside the red zone with no points kills you when you lose by five. Um, so Indiana's full of fight, but they just don't have the guys to stay with Ohio state. Um, their best hope would be get up early in this game and hold on because well, the defense is still has some playmakers, but um, no, I think Ohio state rolls in this one. They're going to roll into the Penn state. This is where they make their little run uh, to kind of claim their playoff spot. They've, they've rolled through Maryland. They've rolled through, um, Rutgers, where they're just destroying people, and I don't think it stops this weekend. I think they'll cover the 20. I think they'll cover everything. Yeah, I just said a couple of minutes ago about matching Bama and Cincinnati last week. Now, Cincinnati is at, I think, Navy this week. So that's, you know, those academy teams are a little scary. Could you put, put but this is this is the spot, I think. This is, this is Bama in a teaser, tease it down six, and then tease Ohio State down six points and take them. I think match those two teams up. They got to thump people. And I think, like, I think it was Jason said, Indiana's just really, really banged up. I took Indiana in a teaser last week. So, I mean, look great. I mean, they hunt in that game, like Jason said, should have beat Michigan State. But I, this is the spot. I think it's Bama, and I'm going to match it with Ohio State. I think you match those two teams. They're going to put on a show this weekend. All right, next slate. Uh, it's another 730 game, uh, SEC. Uh, surprisingly, South Carolina, 4-3 and three on the year. Goes down to Texas A&M five and two, over under forty five. Texas A&M is laying twenty one. Um, I was huge on my Texas A&M breakdown earlier in the year on our conference thing, and I actually predicted them to beat Alabama. I haven't been on the show for a few weeks because of work. I am high on this team. Finally, they got the quarterback in there. And speaking of quarterbacks, South Carolina announced that their starter Luke Doty is out for the year, and said. Nolan is going to be back in as starter. I think a and I, I don't know if they're going to cover this. This is another game that I actually like to go over. I think if a and can score 34 or whatever it was against Alabama, they can drop the same on Carolina. And all you need is two cheapies. I'm going to look the over on this game. See, I, I like the under. I, I don't think a and ran all over Mizzou last week. Um, I just don't see them doing that to Gamecocks. This has actually been a pretty good coaching job by uh, a little Beamer uh, here because I, we looked at the previews. I thought South Carolina was going to be god-awful because I just didn't trust the quarterbacks. I thought they just, you know, lost too much and kind of restarting everything over again. But they're 4-3 and three right now. And um, you look against Georgia, they lost 40-13. to 13. Well, everybody's losing to Georgia 40-13. to 13. And then they lost next week 16-10 to Kentucky. And, you know, Kentucky's whooping people too. So they actually played really good. Um this game was in South Carolina. I would look definitely take the Gamecocks to the points, um, but that's in College Station. Probably a stay away, but I just think two teams are going to probably play pretty slow. Um, I don't put a lot of faith in that Bama win. I think AM was kind of just hitting on everything that night, um, and it kind of all worked. And I just, yeah, like I said, I just can't do it. AM is probably the right side if you really had to play it. But I think the Gamecocks will be feisty. I think they might kind of cover, even though it may never be in doubt. Yeah, I think you hit it. Well, I think Beamer's done an unbelievable job. Um, I, you know, I didn't think South Carolina was going to be anything this year. I think it's a great hire and they're going to be very, very competitive for the next um, years to come with him there. Now, Texas A&M, you know, they they did. They played unbelievable against Bama. I had Missouri in a teaser and man, that was just the wrong call, because like you said, Missouri can't stop anybody. And A&M really put on a show. But, you know, my point with that was. They weren't putting on a show. They couldn't score. They scored against Bama, and it was like, huh, where's this been? And then they went out there, and again, everybody's been scoring on Missouri. This is a stay away for me. Um, man, I, I don't know. I think it's tough. I, I I really have no opinion in this. I think the line's hard. I think the over-under's in a weird spot. I, I it's, it's a pass for me. Yeah, I can't knock you there. I, I just think with the quarterback kid that they have in there now, I think they found something. In their last two games, they've scored 41-35. That's, that's pretty impressive in the SEC. I, I think they can get it done one more time, and uh, hopefully I can get a, a ticket win on that, and I have a futures on those guys as well. All right, oh, let's, go. Go to our, let's go to our last two games, all that I have. Uh, another 730 game. 
USC travels to Notre Dame. USC's three and three. Notre Dame five and one, number 13 in the country. I have no play on this, but I heard somebody break down, I believe, on VSIN tonight that they really love the over. Both teams are averaging right around 32 points a game, I believe. I didn't dig into this one yet, haven't had the time. I don't like Notre Dame laying six and a half. Who knows what USC team's showing up, if Slovis is even going to play. No play for me, but if anybody's listening out there and you want a little action on this, look the over. You know, it's a great point, though. Like, who knows what USC team's going to show up, but the team that shows up usually that wins is the one on the road for some reason. Like, they went to Washington State and blew their doors off after trailing by 14. And then they went to Colorado, which is not, you know, both of those teams are very good football teams, but that, those were the games where they've been the best and it's been on the road at home. They've been absolutely awful. Got destroyed by Utah, uh, got blown out by the Beavers and got beat by Stanford, who we were not really sure what Stanford is at this point, but they're definitely not great. Um, you know, it's kind of like Notre Dame has played a lot of tough games so far. Like their schedule has been ridiculous. Um, and I, you have to wonder at some point they have to have a week where nothing just goes right because it seems like everything's gone right for them this year. I think this is it. I really, I kind of like SC with the points here. I think they can score um, against that defense because of the way they play. There's a passing, uh, you know, they can definitely move the ball with the air raid against three, three, five, even though that's kind of the right way to play the air raid. Um, I just, I just have a feeling this is the week Notre Dame kind of comes out flat. I just think there's been too many tough games week after week after week. And uh, this is where they kind of, you know, it doesn't don't show up. I'm going to take the home. My, my upset special. I'm going to take the home team with the teaser. I'm going to get Notre Dame down to a point. And I, a game we didn't talk about. And, you know, I just like to match it. I like UVA at home against Georgia Tech in a teaser also. Get UVA down to about minus one, minus one and a half at home against Georgia Tech. So I kind of like that. I think I'm going to match Notre Dame. I think they're at home. I think they'll be okay. I don't know if they'll cover the seven, but you get them down to minus one. I I, I see them winning a, a, a close game. And USC, you guys said it well. I mean, what USC team shows up? It's a very weird team to figure out. And I just think Notre Dame will have enough. And being at home, I think they'll they'll cover. So teaser for me, I really like Notre Dame down to one. And I'm, I like the UVA, which some people that listen to the show are going to be shocked because all they say I do is hate on UVA. No, I'm taking UVA this week. In a teaser, take them down, match them with Notre Dame, you're winning some money. So you're going to jinx them. Nice. Probably. <laughs> and guess what? Then I'll laugh and say, see, that's why I never take UVA. All right. Here's the last game I have on my slate. and We can add on if you guys want to do some more. Uh, Saturday, 730, Utah travels to Oregon State. Both squads are four and two, over under 56 and a half, and Oregon State is catching three at home. No play for me, but I have a huge interest in this game. I'm probably going to try to sit down and watch it. I actually like both these squads, and both could potentially see each other again down the road in the Pac-12 title game of all things. If I have to bet this, I'm actually going to take Utah laying the three, but I do not like that. The the Pac-12, like Jason just said, the, the road team seems to always be the better team lately. Just don't get it. No play for me, but I'm I'm highly intrigued by this game. You know, I had this on my list. This is another one of those games where there's a t- road team favorite or is um call it going in against a better home team or a ranked home team. Um, it's tough. I I really think Utah's kind of found their stride, and I think they just have a, a better head coach. Um, they found their quarterback, and if you look up the quarterback, he's actually a pretty highly recruited kid, which Utah usually doesn't get highly recruited quarterbacks. So. I think this is kind of where you I'm I'm gonna probably be eat these words. But I think this is where Utah finally takes like control of the South here and just beats the Beavers, who will be feisty, but uh probably just not feisty enough. Um, like I said, it, you know, you look at the stats and how they line up. Utah's just the better football team. They've obviously had some missteps this year, but I think that they're finally catching their stride. Oh man, that's a tough one. Cause man, Oregon State, like you said, they're tough, they're tough at home. I'm just trying to look at some trends here really quick. Uh, I mean, Utah's 5-0 and straight up in its last five. The total has gone under in four of Oregon State's last five games when they're playing Utah. 
man, oh man. I, I just, I agree. I think Utah has found it right now. I think they're a little better team. I'm going to, I'm going to roll with you guys in that. I, I don't know if I'll play it, but I, I do like Utah minus the three and a half. I think, I think it will be competitive, but I think as the game goes on, I think Utah will wear Oregon State down and I think they'll cover the three and a half. You know, it's funny. If this game was the 1030 game, I would take Oregon State because after dark, Pac-12 is when things get crazy. This is a 730 start. So it's still okay. So what's the 1030 start out there? Oh, here's a 1030 start since we're talking about some other games that we like. I like the I like Bear Down. I like the Wildcats with the 17 on Friday night against Washington. Um, they were pretty feisty against UCLA at home in a similar situation. Um, they get a few more points this time. I think Washington is not as good as UCLA is. So uh, give me Arizona at the 17. Another team who's not good on the record has played way better than I thought they were going to play this year. Um, so that that's a little take you know take the points and uh, watch some late night Friday night football there with the uh, Wildcats. Is it just me or is there no 10 o'clock games on Saturday? I you know what the Pac-12 doesn't have any now that I'm looking yeah. at it so, because so the USC Notre Dame game would have been it, but it's uh. No, there time. isn't, Matt. Yeah. The last, the last one of the night is an eleven fifty eight. Yeah. All New right. So let's go state. I think you got your Hawaii Chase game this week. Yeah. Let's go out with a bang. Late night Skinamax play. Hawaii. 18, 18 and, lay, and a half. Okay. Lay the point. You got, you, got, you got San Jose State and UNLV on CBS Sports Network at eleven. So you get two. You get two. Isn't that Friday? That's the only right. It's Thursday. Oh my goodness. Thursday, yeah, yes, yeah. it is Thursday. No late, what are late they doing to us? I'm gonna get some sleep this week. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, late, late okay, yeah, we'll say it. So let's talk Aggies and Rainbows because this is the second time this year they're playing. <laughs> you know, Hawaii beat them by 20 on the mainland, I believe, and now we're going back over to the islands to play again. Uh, yeah. let me double check on that. Note. I want to make sure yeah. I got that right. Yeah, yep. that is correct. In Hawaii, 86 degrees a kick. Get, come on, man! You gotta with the rainbows. You gotta lay the points at home. Yeah, they're coming to the they're coming to the island. Well, lay the points. I think, I think Cordero is back this week too, and I think the I think the running back is also back this week. So uh, rainbows. I know apparently they had opportunity against Nevada. I know you had Nevada late in that game, but I guess Hawaii actually played pretty well, even though they uh, didn't even cover. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, that's that's probably a good spot. That's a lot of points for them, though. I mean, it's it's not the uh, prolific Hawaii offense we've seen in our past. They actually lean more to the under this year than they do the over. Or so, Come on. but they're uh, going to channel the the best inner Timmy Chang they can this weekend. I feel it. And Nick Rolovich, since he's in the news. <laughs> the only the only two I have real quick that we didn't hit. I kind of like Air Force at home against uh, San Diego State. San Diego State's ranked, but I kind I like that Air Force team, man. I, and that's hard playing them there. I like that one. And I also, in a teaser, um, Mississippi State's traveling to Vandy. I like to take six more points down on Mississippi State and take them. I think they they rebound and they blow out, out Vandy. Oh, what's the line in that game then? Um, uh, 20 and a half, okay. 20 and a half, yep. So you want to take down to 14 and a half, got it. And I'll just tell you one more that should be a really entertaining game because the over-unders at 76 and a half. Both offenses like to score. Western Kentucky at Florida International. If you like points, man, keep an eye on that one. That could be a high-scoring one. I'm living off FIU. Kentucky on college fantasy. So, Yeah, FIU is really, really a bad football program right now, too. So I think games I like, Toledo, Moneyline, plus 115 against Western Michigan. I think the wrong team's favored there. Toledo's got a worse record, but I think that's a better football team. They played a tougher schedule. And I like TCU laying a four and a half against West Virginia. Um, TCU can score some points. I don't think the Mountaineers can. And they get them down in Texas where uh, the Mountaineers have not played well in the last few years. So I think that's all the games I have looked at at this point, but there will be plenty more probably by Saturday. I have I have one more, but I, it's the same as Smitty's. I do like that Air Force game, but the line's dropping. It's down to three and a half. Uh, which is uh, a plus for if us if you were taking the Air Force. All right, boys, I got nothing else. You guys want anything? Jump on anything else while we're still here? No, just uh, we're going to drop another show this week. Our guest, something must have came up, and we'll be in contact with our guests and try to reschedule, and that happens. So, um, But we're going to drop another show this week, Saturday morning, myself, jcam we're going to get after the nfl and we're going to drop some good info for you to get some winners we're going to we tonight we gave you some winners saturday morning we're going to give you winners so you can have a great weekend and 
put some money in that piggy bank. Yeah, I'll give you guys my plays. Uh, check us out. We are at Notebook Wagering, at Notebook Wagering JCAM, at Smitty Bucks, and I am at If You Follow Matt. Also, we don't have Q on tonight, but he's at Q Mills. If you guys have any info you want to share with us, likes, dislikes, thoughts, hey, maybe you don't like Smitty's rants. Hey. <laughs> that's that's crazy that's crazy <laughs> no we said that on the last show and we you know we gave out a couple of people that have uh, interacted uh talked to some people this weekend it was kind of cool being out and a couple of people in- got introduced to me and they're like oh smitty from notebook wager and i listened to it, which was that was awesome so um but man we'd love dm us write us if you want more interviews we're working hard like i said something came up tonight we have one scheduled i'm not going to give out that info because again until it's there we're not going to throw it out there, but we have a good one. Hopefully next week, if you want more interviews, we'll do it. More information. College basketball is going to start up and we're going to try to get great college basketball people also on the show. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And you know what? Look at those overs this weekend. Thanks for listening to the notebook wagering podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at notebook wagering. Until next time.